0: Hey, what's up, Homebodies? Hey, Homebodies.
1: Apparently, that's the term we're going with today.
0: Apparently, it is. Yeah. How y'all doing today?
1: How is everyone? Thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you for coming back.
0: That first episode was actually really fun.
1: It was really fun. We're really excited to continue (laughs) this process. We've had a very long day of technology issues in the studio. This is like our fifth attempt. So, (laughs) You
0: you know what's ironic is that I feel like we're in a generation of people who love cyber, sec- like love cyber stuff and love to do like all this crazy technology stuff. And I just am not that at all. What do you mean? <laughs> like I see all these, I see a lot, a lot of my friends say they want to do like sound or mm-hmm. lights or, you know, cyber security or all this online. Are you saying that you don't stuff. like technology? I'm not, I'm just not good at it. I'm not very good with tech- like the technological side of things.
1: So you're actually an old man.
0: I'm actually an old man.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. I'm a
0: millennial stuck in, or, or I'm a boomer stuck you are in You're not Gen okay. Body. <laughs>
1: I think if you were part of another generation, it would be the boomer generation.
0: The boomer generation.
1: Yeah. Yes. What would I be?
0: You would be...
1: Put me in an elegant generation.
0: I mean, honestly, I don't know the other generation. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? The silent era is like, or like, that's like the 20s, right? The 10s or the 20s? True, but
1: I don't want to live in the 20s for various reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, Never mind. That probably wouldn't be too fun for you. Um, I guess I'll just say that you would also be a cool boomer.
1: A cool boomer. We would both be cool boomers.
0: Boomerang. Boomer. A little boomer. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, what's Speaking the topic Speaking of for today? generations, <laughs>
1: we are actually, we were having, me and Seth have had lots of conversations about Gen Z. Every time we see like a controversial post on Instagram, we like immediately call each other and we're like, what do you think of this? Like, or we'll text it to each other and we'll text like paragraphs of our thoughts. Mm. So just in general, what comes to your mind when you think Gen Z?
0: What comes to my mind when I think Gen Z? Mm-hmm. What comes to my mind when I think of Gen Z is like those Instagram posts where like they take the picture and it's like motion blurred. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Instagram has become. Just for
1: context really quick, um, according to Google, researchers and popular media use the mid to late 1990s as starting birth years and the early 2010s as ending birth years for Gen Z. So if you were born anywhere from mid '90s to the early 2010s, you are a part of Gen Z.
0: Yeah, I would say that what Gen Z is, um, in a in a more in a more serious or intelligent sounding term, I would say that we are a generation that is meant to be the future of this world, not just a normal future. I feel like this generation has some of the most pressure put on it. Yeah, uh, a lot definitely. of people feel like this generation is either really, really bad and too opinionated, too soft or they're a bit too hard and they don't really see and they want to change everything. They want to do all this stuff that we want to be this and we didn't grow up hard. And I think that it's such a wrong, it's such a a misconception to say that Gen Z is a bad generation because I feel you could, there's lots of parts of many other generations you can say are bad. There's lots of, other
1: True, no generation has ever been perfect. Yeah. It's definitely not my favorite generation. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. Okay, I just when when I think of Gen Z, I also think of the blurry pictures. I think of like really heavy political activism on both sides of the aisle. I think about the pressure that has been put on us by previous generations that have said, "Gen Z, it's all up to you. Like we messed this up and you guys need to fix it." First of all, no one's fixing anything because we live in an extremely fallen and broken world. So mm. no generation of people is going to like, we may have an impact, but we're not going to get to the utopia that we all dream of.
0: Very much agreed. Yeah. In fact, I, I think that, I think many generations can do do that. Very mm-hmm. much so. You have the generation before boomers putting so much pressure on them saying, that you need to be better than us. Mm. boomers putting pressure on the Gen Xers and now their children who are either Millennials or Gen Z are now starting to feel those same effects. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's something harsh but it's something that every generation I think can feel but I feel Gen Z has the biggest, amount, the largest amount of pressure.
1: I was talking about this in a class earlier today actually. My professor is a Millennial and Mm -hmm. she said that Her generation felt that they took self-care too literally. Like they only cared about themselves. And she said, I think Gen Z doesn't care about themselves enough. Like you guys want to care for other people and be there for other people, but you don't take care of yourselves. Do you think that's true? I personally disagreed a little bit. I feel like Gen Z can be very me, me, me.
0: Okay. I think Gen Z can be very I agree they can they can have the whole meme thing but I, I I do agree though that that Gen Z does like to look for activism I think Gen Z really likes its activism however I think it depends on how real they believe the activism to be you know cuz cuz there you know this generation has a lot of people who have really stood out there at those at those rallies people who have really genuinely tried to make a change in lots of communities where people are treated harshly. Um, Lots of big political movements have been led by young people nowadays, or even been pushed further by young people nowadays. However, I also think many people think certain types of activism uh, or, or certain types of activism by Gen Z can be also seen in a form of Instagram posts and Instagram stories and I think they think they're doing something, which it's great. I think you should always spread awareness. However, then you get you get these people who have this complex that say, because I post this and you don't, now I am no. the person. I'm the savior here.
1: Right, and that gets into a really messy conversation mm-hmm. about people who are activating for something to the point where they forget that they're activating And like they forget the real cause and it becomes a show of like I'm going to post this on my Instagram and I'm not going to actually donate to these organizations that are going to do good things. I'm not going to donate to them. I'm just going to post and that'll make me like the savior, even though I don't I haven't done my research on the issue. It's still Mm -hmm. it's still my my issue to save. What do you think? Yeah,
0: like I don't appreciate that, that that certain people who will tell you As a person, this gets into a bit more of a serious topic, just as a warning. Uh, But one thing I see a lot nowadays is people in Gen Z, mainly in Gen Z or millennials. You see these people who have these types of like savior complexes, especially with people of color. Mm -hmm. In particular, you have these people who are not people of color telling people of color how they should be offended by certain things. Yes. And that is something that I have always, always hated. Mm -hmm. Because yes, I feel that I should speak up if there is something going on that I feel triggers my spirit. You know, as an Afro-Hispanic person, there's lots and lots of things that I can face sometimes on a daily basis or sometimes on a weekly basis or monthly basis where I see things I just feel are wrong. However, I also do have the power to be able to say, you know what? this is wrong but i can still have a life i don't have to argue and debate every single time someone makes me angry mm-hmm. and the fact that i hear a lot of these people who aren't part of that group as me say these Speaking say that you. say that i should always always be on my a game to just fight it and i should always be offended is honestly counteractive to them trying to not be racist honestly it almost yeah. feels as if they're trying to control you and control your thoughts as a person of color, and I don't like that.
1: Which in itself is racist. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just frustrating to see people— Or, or at
0: least ignorant. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're, I ignorant. think
1: that's—yeah, ignorant is a good word because they it may not even be intentional for them. Mm-hmm. They may just actually be trying to help, but it comes off as ignorant. Yeah. Okay.
0: Now let's get a little less serious here. Because we we both just said some pretty serious stuff. Yeah. We also want to have some fun here today too. Yeah. Um, but I think what you said was I I, I think what you said was very good. good. Yeah, she's so smart. <laughs> I love this girl. <laughs> Thank um, you. so one point we have here,
1: let's talk about our humor.
0: <laughs> okay. Here's
1: the thing, there is a percentage of Gen Z humor that's like. Okay, let me put it in this context. This guy comes up to you mm-hmm. and he says, hey, dude, I have really dark humor actually. Immediate uh, turn off because sometimes <laughs> people will say that just so that they can like say the incoming N-word racial slurs,
0: incoming racial slurs. That's what it. That's what I feel yeah. most of the time when someone says, and this isn't all the time, but I feel like when someone says like, hey, yo, by the way, I, have a, I do have a really dark sense of humor they're probably going to say something incredibly offensive Mm -hmm. that has no punchline.
1: And they're like, oh, no, it's just my humor. It's just dark humor. That's not what dark humor actually is. You're just trying to give yourself a pass for saying things that you couldn't normally say in public. Dark humor
0: is like, why did Sally fall off the swing? Because she had no arms. Yeah. That's like dark humor. (laughs) It's not just like screaming obscenities and racial slurs loud, you know? Yeah. Or let's talk about Gen Z memes.
1: Okay, some of them, a lot of them are funny. But the thing is that I can't show them to my parents because they don't get it.
0: The thing is, they're oh, like,
1: why is that guy? <laughs> that guy is just standing there screaming at the camera. Why is that funny?
0: The thing with Gen Z humor is it is so randomized. It's almost like you put a bunch of random memes, random pictures, randomly generated words, no, into but that's a what box, they are into a box and just vomit it onto a page.
1: That's literally what they are,
0: straight up. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but in but but well Gen Z humor, you find so much oversaturation, so many big like big memes, you know, where like the E meme,
1: you know, or like mm-hmm. the
0: Markiplier memes. No, where he says E, like that meme. I never understood. I never understood what it meant. It was just him, his face, and it was the letter E. I never really understood it. But it's funny. I mean, it made me laugh.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing, too. Gen Z humor is trend based, Mm -hmm. which is frustrating because you find something funny and it's funny for like a day and then the next week it's cringe and it's sometimes difficult to keep up with that. And it it feels a little bit like a social competition. Like when the Chrissy Wake Up song came out, everyone was sharing (sighs) it, singing it, making TikToks to it for like. A solid couple of weeks, and now if you were to bring that up, it's a cringe fest, and like you're kind of gonna get looked at weird because you're late to the party, and I don't like that. Yeah, are you tr- are you pulling up the Chrissy Wake Up meme? No, because I was trying
0: to look for this one meme. <laughs> Another big <laughs> thing with now nowadays is like the randomly generated videos. Yeah, that have like the bruh bruh. And like- <laughs> noises over them or the oh, like those like those memes I don't understand. Mm. It's like, but they're made perfectly. <laughs> those Less videos, than. they're made perfectly. I don't understand. It's like an art to them yeah. almost, but they make no sense. It makes no sense. It's nonsensical. Yeah. I, I literally me and my friend Xavier, uh we would watch like twenty first century humor memes. Yeah for hours on our breaks and it was the funniest thing ever and Mm -hmm. i show it to my mom and she's like do i know this person yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: why are they saying what is bruh is that the taco bell thing is Is that the taco bell bell
1: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i can't show my parents because
0: basically gen z humor put into a nutshell is noises pictures and and old memes rehashed and put together in a blender
1: and vomited at uh,
0: basic yeah at, at, at random just kind of thrown on a page
1: mm. like tiktok I,
0: is just tiktok is just very full of a lot of it's, these and
1: again with the cringe thing like i was going through my okay uh, i don't have tiktok guys i use instagram reels because that's for other reasons which we can talk about later how I got very addicted to the TikTok algorithm, so I forced myself to delete it. And Instagram is easier to not get addicted to because there's so much else you can do on it. But anyways, that's besides the point. I was going through my saved reels the other day, and I, went, I scrolled down to like two months ago, and I was watching them, and they weren't funny. I was like, why did I save these? Because the humor is so yeah. like, it's funny for a day, and then you go back, and there's a new thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the biggest time for that. Was probably 2021.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in 2021, I can't even remember the, all the memes
1: mm-hmm. now
0: because of how they're not even funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ha- like or like this year we had like the quirked up white boy. Is he good with the sauce? <laughs> Those like that meme. Uh, that was probably which that was is like a, a critique
1: for me. I think something about previous generations that I admire is that their humor is preserved. In like, mm-hmm. like my dad will show me a movie from the time when he grew up. And it's like it makes him like die of laughter to this day. And mm-hmm. that's a really beautiful thing. And for us, like we're not going to be able to show our kids these TikToks because they're not going to be funny anymore or they oh, won't understand. Yeah. And so I admire the preservation of, of some things of previous generations. And I
0: do think it is this generation that does that because you can even look back just just in the 2000s at certain memes on YouTube and mm-hmm. certain funny videos on YouTube. They would be popular for years mm-hmm. or even in the early 2010s, like yep. Charlie bit me yeah. like videos or like the Numa Numa video or uh, so many of these really big popular memes in the old days would be popular for like years, mm-hmm. you know. But nowadays, you're lucky if your meme is more than relevant for a week mm-hmm. or two weeks. Yep, um, And yeah. there are certain memes that do stay relevant. But it gets to a point where there's so much. Like the Ohio memes. Oh my God. I'm so sick of them.
1: And the Florida memes, too. I'm
0: so sick of Ohio memes. It's I like, think Ohio memes it's are like funny. legit. It, <laughs> it's any picture of like a building that's burned down. It's like, uh, that's Ohio. At Ohio. Yo, Pav, you're in Ohio. POV, <laughs> you're in Ohio. I think they're so funny. I, I, in a week,
1: I probably won't. But the, the thing. Ohio,
0: I lived in Cleveland, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We can say it because he lived in Ohio.
0: I used to live in Ohio. I,
1: think I was an the, Ohioan. Um...
0: <laughs> a Clevelander? Stop. A Clevelandite? Are you done? An Ohioite? An Ohioite?
1: An Ohio-ite? A Hyatt? Ohio- that was cute. Oh. The la- The <laughs> lack of consistency in Gen Z humor has to do with, I think, a critique I have for Gen Z is that there is a lack of substance in our beliefs and in our viewpoints like yes we are very politically active um on both sides but a lot of times we can't pinpoint why we just are passionate and gen z is the least religious generation ever and that's fine like if if we're talking religion as in legalism that's a good thing because legalism needs to go out the window but it's getting to a point where like all Beliefs are being meshed into one, and everything is true, and we can't know for certain. And oh, Christianity can't be um, true because it was there's you know, there's slavery in the Bible or there's misogyny in the Bible, and because of that, people are like ditching everything, they're ditching all religion. No, I just put my lips to the mic by accident, I'm too close. They're ditching all of it because, like. Anyway, yeah, I already explained my reason. What do you think about that?
0: In terms of the religious side of Gen Z?
1: Religious, like spiritually, like I feel like Spiritually? Well, what I'm trying to say is that...
0: Spiritually, I think Gen Z is, is very spiritual.
1: Yes, and I would say there's an over-spiritualization of things happening that don't need to be spiritualized. In terms of religious spirituality or religion, there's a, a lack of that because I think Gen Z is... Very takes a lot of pride and rebellion against like their parents because um the our, a lot of our parents are Gen X which yeah. comes from a more legalistic
0: more traditional
1: we can more say. traditional i don't want to say legalistic because there are like my we'll, parents we'll we'll
0: eventually get we'll into we'll dive into legalism.
1: that like there's a lot we could say about legalism and fundamentalism because both of us have experienced that but um what do you think about Gen Z leaving like religion entirely
0: I think the issue with Gen Z, when it comes to religion, or lack thereof, religion, is that Gen Z grew up with so m- much knowledge. Mm. Gen Z grew up with the internet. Gen Z grew up with all these catalogs. Mm-hmm. Gen Z grew up with so much information that it's really That's hard true. to believe in anything. You, if if you hear something from someone, you know that you're like, oh, this is kind of fishy. You don't have. It's not like in the old days where. You would just have to be like, oh, well, I hope they're not lying. <laughs> you know, uh, nowadays, articles, if someone books. tells you, you know, someone tells you, oh, put your phone in rice and it'll make it not wet. You can look it up online and be like, I don't know if that's really true anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, or you, you there's so many things nowadays that we used to believe that we now know are not true. And you and as a person who's in Gen Z, you can learn all of that. Mm-hmm. You really can learn everything on the Internet at this point. True. Um now I think so much of Gen Z can take that to a level, which is that you still need to have experiences to learn. Yes. Um, without having those experiences, the things you learn don't mean as much. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: but I do think that our overindulgence in all of this knowledge and our oversaturation in media and in and on the internet has led to us to has led to us becoming this generation that is very. That is very big-headed, egotistical. I said it. I guess we we could say egotistical, um, but also just kind of has all the resources. So things like Jesus are—they're like, oh, well, if this is what science says, or like, if if, or things like the Holy Spirit, if this is what science says, you know, like—and not to say that as Christians we don't believe in science. That's not true. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh,
1: We, um, me and Seth have had experiences with Christians who straight up deny science because of their personal religious perspectives, and that is ridiculous. Like, there is no reason that God and science cannot coexist. God created science. If anything, science should, I feel, give more evidence to a higher power because the earth is so fine-tuned. Only a God that is not human, that doesn't possess human characteristics and is imperfect and immoral, only a perfect, moral, omnipresent God could have created such a fine-tuned earth. Thus, God and science support each other and prove each other. There was a um, a lot of people will say that Oh, people just believed in God back then because they, um, they didn't have explanations. Like, people thought that uh, lightning striking was God and that God was mad. But now science tells us that lightning happens from the clouds and this and that, and there's a scientific explanation for it, so there's no need for God. But that's not true. Who's to say that God can't work through science? Who's to say that God can't cause that lightning to strike that tree? with a scientific explanation. And I think Gen Z doesn't think about that. They don't think about the possibility of things supporting each other. They they want to constantly critique and nitpick like until un- I'm 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 breaking down. Sorry. What do you have to say? I'll cut that part out.
0: <laughs> I think Gen Z has an issue with not having an answer to their question.
1: Yes. And there are things in life that you are not going to have the answers to personally for me that's part of the beauty of believing in such a powerful god is that we may not have the answers and if we did have all the answers we'd be on his level and we're just not and that's really cool to me it's cool to be in that kind of mysterious relationship i think about like romance like if you reveal everything to each other on the first date the mystery is gone When you guys slowly like start to talk and get into a relationship and you keep some mystery to yourself and allow that person to like earn, you know, that information about you, like you need to guard your heart until you can trust that person. And when there's mystery, you are so much more invested. And I think the same is true for God. Thoughts? Yeah,
0: I think. I think that's very well said.
1: Well, thank you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I do think that Gen Z has an issue with fully placing their belief in something that they can't fully see because they have ev- We have everything. We really do. We have everything. If we want food, we if we want food, we don't even have to leave our house. You know, if we no matter whatever we want, we don't have to really leave our house to do.
1: To me, that's just an American problem. Yes. We but- have a lack of patience in America because of all the fast food and the to the door delivery and all that.
0: Yes, but you don't really need a car. You know, you don't need to get a car. Mm-hmm. You don't need to really. You you should have a job, but not everyone has to have a job. You know, depending on where on where you are, or has to have a job that even leaves the house. Mm-hmm. This remote work is so big now, in, in in especially with this upcoming generation and millennials. Remote work is so big. Um, everything we want is really kind of at our fingertips. You know, it's on our, on our screens. We could just see it all. So it, it does become just very difficult for us to believe in something that isn't here. Because we can't, you can't, I cannot physically reach out and touch God. I can't physically reach out and touch the Holy Spirit. But I believe in Him. Mm-hmm. And I can feel the Holy Spirit inside of me. Yeah. But some will say that that's just a weird feeling or a feeling of euphoria.
1: But that's not fair. Why do they get to tell you what you... what you feel or what Mm -hmm. you don't feel because if you tried to say that to someone else they would say you can't invalidate my experience Mm -hmm. it should go both ways for all beliefs Mm -hmm. if someone has had a religious spiritual experience and they are not a part of christianity i'm not i who am i to tell them that their experience wasn't valid it was very valid to them so i'm gonna leave it at that do you think that Gen Z has a short attention span, and if so, do you blame it on social media? Zoomers? What?
0: Gen Z? Zoomers?
1: The Zoomers? Oh my gosh. I Uh, do think
0: Gen Z has a very short attention span. Yeah. Which is why... Listen, man. Vine is one of the most Gen Z things I've ever heard of in my life. Seven second videos, and then from that she just branched off into then Dubsmash and musically and tiktok those perfectly encapsulate the idea of short attention span
1: each platform gives off a shorter attention span i feel i don't have the patience now to sit and watch like i used to watch like apologetics videos for hours and i can't do it anymore because of my scrolling addiction
0: yeah i used to watch all of these darman videos on youtube (laughs) but now i watch them in five-part videos on tiktok <laughs> Yo, I really love Interstellar. I watch the whole every single one. I watch all 137 parts in one in each in, in this whole TikTok account. Such a where? thing with, with, with TikTok now as well is that they do that thing where they put parts mm. part one, part two, part three, part four, and they're all like 30 seconds long. You know, you can watch a movie, right?
1: Mm-hmm. You,
0: know you can. The video that they're showing you on TikTok is on YouTube. Yeah. or wherever else. Mm-hmm. YouTube is free. <laughs> yep. YouTube is very free. <laughs>
1: and don't get us wrong, social media is wonderful and there are ways to use it so fruitfully. But for it to become our entire personalities and our entire world, I think, is just, for me, I can't comprehend it. I can't comprehend how people could spend their entire nine-hour day On social media whether that's their career or whether they're just scrolling out of curiosity because that to me is so unhealthy and I Mm -hmm. don't want it to get worse than it already is but there definitely are ways to use social media for the good I mean we're using social media to advertise for introvert city and you can use social media to spread awareness about issues that need to be talked about but when it becomes an addiction it becomes an addiction just like how you can drink alcohol and be completely fine um, but you need to do it in moderation. Everything that we consume, media, food, you name it, like everything we as humans consume should be in moderation.
0: I agree with that. Except for God's grace.
1: Period.
0: yo! Boom, boom, boom.
1: Wow. That was really good. I think we should use that as
0: our
1: intro. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. This conversation was so much fun. Do you have any last words, Seth?
0: Um, I want I want to give you a story real quick. Go ahead. Something I saw on Doctor Phil the other day.
1: Okay. <laughs> I love Doctor Phil discussions. So, as a
0: Gen Z, part of Gen Z, of course, I watch every Doctor Phil. <gasps> was YouTube it
1: the video. one that was? Is Gen Z too sensitive? No. Okay.
0: It was about this one kid who he he played video games all day. And nice. I, mean, I told you about this. And, you know, he was, obviously he was mean to his mom. He didn't shower. He played video games for 17 hours a day. Let's put Lord. it into perspective real quick. Me, right? Right now at the job I'm at, I get up at about 4 a.m. You know? That means that when I wake up at 4 a.m., what's the math?
1: <laughs> okay, so 12 hours would be playing till 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then plus five more hours to get to 17 would be till 9 p.m. So 4 a.m. to 9 so, p.m. So
0: yeah, from 4 o'clock to 9 o'clock, he, he, that would be me playing video games the whole time. Every single day, the same game too. He was playing the same game too.
1: Ugh, was it Pop Tropica? If so, that's fine. No, it was Fortnite. I'm just kidding. You didn't
0: laugh. Port. That was supposed to be funny. You can't be. Uh, that was pretty <laughs> good. Pop is a Banger. But Fortnite, of course, you know, as, a, as another Gen Z kid, he played Fortnite for 17 hours a day. I actually Ew. saw a video. This was a video that I watched PewDiePie review. Um, but I thought about it and I, and I was like, man, that is really what Gen Z has come to. It's sad. Pa- or at least parts of Gen Z has come to. Me personally, I don't like video games that much. But I know that I can, like, become addicted to certain things really easily because of how much I have access to them. Right. The biggest part of of this video, which was an issue, was his parents just gave him all this stuff. Mm -hmm. At end of the day, it's kind of the generations before us giving us all of this and then getting upset at us for using it. The issue, though, is that we end up becoming addicted to these things. Right. Whether it be, you know, more lighthearted things like video games social media, or with harsher things such as pornography mm-hmm. um, or you know uh, certain types of drugs, certain types of videos you consume, uh, all, cert- maybe even love. Uh, it depends. And all these things can be so harsh. A- and no matter what you are addicted to, if you are addicted to it, it needs to become second place to God. It cannot, beca- it cannot become first place to God. It needs to become nothing. Straight up. Mm-hmm. I've got to be honest with you. If you're addicted to something, it needs to become zero. However, your relationship with God, in my opinion, has to become come first before any other addiction. And when you have someone who's playing 17 hours a day. Someone that who's is mind-blowing. Hours a day, someone who's listening to music 17 hours a day. Someone who's on Instagram 17 hours a day. Hours a day Anything. They are an putting addiction. something above either God, their family, or their friends that is not really... Caring about them. Instagram doesn't care about you. Pornography doesn't care about you. Drugs and alcohol don't care about you. They'll You'll use them. You'll feel good in the moment. And then when you're done, you'll feel like the biggest piece of garbage. That's the truth about, I think, this generation. and I think about the generation before. Is our addictions are so vast. Mm. You know, like before you could say, you would say that of course there are pornography addictions, but nowadays it's not just drugs and alcohol, it's social media, T V, video games, pornography, all, all this all these types of things, so many different types of things to get addicted to and such in such a small amount of time. One one thing, one video, one friend, one thing you find online can be can make you addicted for the rest of your life to something.
1: We are desperate to fill a void, to fill a void that is there honestly because of overconsumption. We're so hungry for deeper meaning, I think. And scrolling for hours on on Instagram doesn't give you deeper meaning.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Fellowship gives you deeper meaning. Fellowship with God, fellowship with your friends and your family, Like, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. And everything you said was so perfectly worded. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And we could talk probably for hours more about the positives and negatives of our generation. Oh, yes. What do you want to say?
0: But the number one thing I think we need to learn as Gen Z is that just because we feel all these things and we feel so far at times maybe, it's not that we're a bad generation the generation no. for us is bad. That's not what it's about. It's about the fact that while we have all this information, we also have power here.
1: We do, and that power could be used for so much good.
0: We have power here, but it's not just power that we're given. It's a gift from God. It really is. Mm. It's a gift that God gives us because all this information is coming to us. We can use it for good. We can use it for things that are beneficial to other humans other generations maybe yeah. even yeah yep generations going past us i personally believe i know you believe this too there'll be a big big christian uprising eventually with gen z i
1: believe that i really hope yeah, there'll for be it a big
0: influx it. of christians in this neck in this next generation as well mhm um, and, and i think that that's incredible mhm because no matter what no matter what the what what it is no matter what you believe trust me you put God at the center, things will just fall in line for you. It doesn't mean that your life will be perfect. Choosing joy doesn't mean being happy all the time. But it does mean that you have the ability to fight it and you know that there's someone, something, some God, and a perfect incredible immaculate God who's out there willing to help you.
1: And with that, we shall be back next week.
0: And with that, we shall be back next week. (laughs) Thank you guys for being here. here.
1: Seth, thank you for sharing that. That was, y'all. My boyfriend is a public speaker, period.
0: My girlfriend speaks in public. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Thank you for sticking around. Um, If you have any critiques for us, technology wise, or topics you would like us to talk about, you can DM us at
0: the underscore introvert underscore city.
1: Yeah. Or if you know us personally, you know, you can text us, whatever. We want to hear your feedback. Um, We want to make this the best possible um, outlet. So thank you for tuning in, and we shall be back.
0: Have a good one, guys. Stay
1: blessed. Bye. Stay safe.